Now our vet, Peter Weatherburn, is here from Bray Vet, an old Connor in Bray, and you can see him on TV3. Actually, he's on that programme A&E uh, Vet on TV3. Tell us about that, Pete. Yeah, it's Animal A&D. Um, this new series actually started last Thursday, and the new series is called Animal A&D on the Road, because... Basically, every week we, we, we've been travelling around the country, literally. So been, um, I went down to Limerick with them, and then we went down to Cork with them another time. And um, basically, they're getting out to see um, what people in Ireland are doing with animals all over the place. Um, so there's all sorts of interesting stories that are being told. Um, I'm on it myself every second week, and every second week, Barbara O'Malley, another vet in Bray, she's, she's going to be on it. So we're the kind of featured um, vet presenters every second week. Um, this week is, is particularly interesting because um, they're going up to um, Ballinasloe Horse Fair um, which is which is really quite remarkable um, and they're, they're looking at what's going on the horse sales there and the puppies that have been sold there as well and there's you know some pretty shocking stuff um, they're also um, talking to Barbara O'Malley this week about Birdwatch Ireland's um, work with wild birds. So that'll be interesting for people who maybe aren't into pets particularly, but might be into other types of animals. Okay, you were so, saying to me... Um, it's half past seven in, in Thursday evening. Thursday evening, yeah. okay. You were saying to me that increasingly, um, you know, it's not just uh, dogs and cats and rabbits and hamsters and gerbils and all this sort of stuff that you're getting, uh, budgies and whatever that you're getting phone calls about, but you're getting calls about hens. Yeah. Uh, hens, farmyard animals, but people are now having hens and I suppose even though they may not bring them into the house or anything or let them sleep in their, their bedroom or anything like that but they're sort of pet hens. Yeah, that's true. People in suburbia have, have copped on to the fact that hens, it's kind of like Ireland going back 100 years, isn't it? People used to keep hens in their backyards and in cities and towns. Well, they're doing it again now. Um, it makes sense that you get fresh eggs every morning. It doesn't cost much to feed them and they're easily kept. They don't take much looking after. Um, and um, um, so more and more people in towns and cities are keeping hens and what do they do if the hen gets sick? Well, the obvious thing is to go up to the person who knows about sick animals and that means the vet. So this presents a bit of a challenge for us pet vets because yes, we were trained in, in poultry medicine but that was a good while ago for many of us and as well as that, the whole um, poultry medicine in general has been geared around dealing with hundreds or thousands of birds so if you want to get a worm a flock like. yeah a flock of hens you know a big a commercial commercial egg production so most of the products that are used to treat poultry um, are in packs for a thousand birds or for five thousand birds so trying to get um, a worm or a um, anti-parasite medicine of some kind for one or two or three or four hens is pretty tricky, um, and and as as well as that, simply knowing about all the the, the wide range of diseases they can get is is quite a challenge. And as well. bring a uh, hen in a cage or something like that to they, the vet. They, um, they would bring them usually usually a cardboard box with straw <laughs> on the bottom. Sometimes in cat carriers, yes. And there's a cost issue there for people as well because they're kind of used to treating the dog or the cat as one of the members of the family, and they kind of sort of expect that it might pay something on the way to, to, to what you might pay for a GP consult and they kind of know that that's the cost of, of medicine I suppose um, but um, with hens it's a little bit more commercial based you know they, they bought the hen maybe for 10 or 20 euro and you know now I'm saying to them that we're going to have to do an x-ray and it might have to cost them 
I don't know, up to 100 euro. And do they really want to spend that much money on this hen? Do you know? And so it's, it's, it's a, an area which is um, developing and quite interesting. In fact, I'm giving a couple of lectures on this very subject this weekend. Um, the, the, the Pet Vets of Ireland, an organisation called Veterinary Ireland's Companion Animal Society, which is VICAS. We have our annual conference every year. Um, it's in Kilkenny this year. And I'm giving a, a talk to vet nurses and then a talk to vets about hens and about hen medicine. Because not that I'm particularly um, skilled in, in, you know, it's not my specialist subject as such, but I, I have kept hens myself for over a decade now and I've seen a lot of sickies along the way. Um, and so I, I've, I've had to gen myself up on you know, what are the common things that go wrong with pet hens? And, and what, what goes wrong with hens, then? Well, I mean, there's, there's a massive range of things, but one of the one of the fundamental things would be the common parasites. So um, they get lice, they get some little mites. One of them's called the northern fowl mite, the other one's called the red mite. Um, and these things, are, um, as well as making hens lose their feathers, they can cause them to lose production to stop laying eggs. So they can have wide-ranging effects. And it's quite simple to sort them out, but if you if you don't know how to do it, it's just about impossible. You, you obviously, there are basic facts you have to know. And so, you know, when I, when I get a, a hen in, that's one of the first things I would check for. The other thing that's very common is that a lot of people nowadays keep what's called hybrid hens. And these are hens which are um, designed, you know, they've been bred specially, just like some breeds of dog are bred specially for a particular appearance, well, these hens are bred specially to produce lots of eggs for as long as possible. Um, and that means they lay eggs sometimes every day of the year. And what it also means is that the, the focus has been on egg production rather than on longevity and health. What that means is they live for two or three years and then they start to get problems. And because the bit of them which has been um, focused on is the, the um, rapid um, egg production, the part of the body that produces eggs tends to wear out. What that means is they're prone to um, things like eggs being... Well, basically, the reproductive tracts um, falling into disrepair and wearing out. And that, that results in things like eggs slipping from inside the body, in, you know, from, from the egg-producing bit into the body itself. So you get... Um, an egg, an egg being released into into amongst their intestines, and you get all the sort of crises that happen around that. So, look, there's lots and lots of um, things that can go wrong with hens. The most important thing, I think, is getting the husbandry right in the first place. You know, once people have the right setup um, and they're feeding the right um, sorts of foods and they have the, the right sort of parasite control program in place, it know, should be okay. Because a text here says some hens have been kept in tiny runs by people who know nothing about yeah. welfare. That's that's often the exact problem, yeah. Okay. Um, just before we go, I don't know if we have time to get uh, this person on the air or not, but let's good, go for it. I'm just looking at the clock. Maybe mm. we'll just read it out to you. Uh, I got a teacup Yorkie yesterday. She is nine weeks old. Irish Kennel Club registered and microchipped as well. So it's a teacup Yorkie, nine weeks old. Can Pete give me general advice toilet training, that sort of stuff. Well, you know, I, 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 I really don't like that term teacup Yorkie because, you know, it's kind of implying this tiny, tiny little thing that fits into a teacup and it, it's cutesy-wootsy and it's focused on that side of things rather than here's a, a, here's a healthy James. animal. James just yeah, described no, the dog. I know that, but what happens is people sell them as teacup Yorkies and and they end up just being Yorkshire Terriers that are 
you know, may or may not be absolutely tiny or whatever. But I, I, anyway, I just don't... Yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway, no, get, get, over that, get over yeah, that, Get over that. Okay, let, I'll rephrase it for you. I bought this Yorkshire <laughs> Terrier yesterday. She is nine weeks old, Irish Kennel Club registered and microchipped as well. I mean, there, there's good. three good things for a start, right? Yeah. Uh, and um, can the vet give me general advice and toilet yeah. training advice? Okay. What the first thing she must do, first thing everybody with a new puppy should do is take that dog to the vet to get the vet check it over because um, th- there's, there's lots of things that could be wrong with the puppy from hernias to heart murmurs to teeth that are, uh, are in wrong position, all sorts of things. And um, so if you go and get the puppy checked by a vet straight away, the vet will point out there's a big problem with the puppy. Surely that would have happened when the, the dog has been microchipped. Not necessarily so. No, some breeders microchip their own puppies. All right, okay. So it's not, it might be the case, but it might well not be the case. In any case, the, um, that would be done by the breeder's vet. You, as a as an owner, you should have your own vet give you an independent So you should start it. with a clean slate? Start with a clean slate. And what you should do is, when you, when you go to the vet, and the vet will, will, will check everything out for you, the vet will also um, give you the advice that you need about basic stuff like house training puppies. Do you know? Where should you start? You, well... Basically, you start by paper training a puppy generally. That means you put a sheet of paper down or uh, one of these puppy pads, which is like um, absorbent paper lined by plastic. You put that on the floor. Every time the puppy starts to go to the toilet, you rush it over and put it on the paper or the puppy pad and you give it lots and lots of praise. The puppy will soon realise that if it feels like going to the toilet, if it does it on the paper, it's going to get praise from you and it will start to do it. So that happens very quickly and that's, it. that's, that's the best start. From there on, you extend it to the same process outside. Um, and um, look, people worry an awful lot about this sort of thing at the very start, but there's very, very few dogs get to the age of four or five months and they're not absolutely fully toilet trained. So it is so something be which the way to do it. it does tend to Jen's just been back to say, yeah, yeah, I should have said she is vet checked and injected and all that sort of stuff. She it's should still get it checked by her own vet. Right. And I'd say that. Really? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, you don't trust the other vet? Um, it, it, it's like... <laughs> the other vet was acting on behalf of the breed, a bit like solicitors, isn't it? You wanted somebody who's acting with your interests, absolutely with your interests, not with anybody else's interests at all. I'm not saying the other vet wouldn't be independent and, and correct and so on, but still, you want to be, you know, you want to somebody, somebody, somebody looking at it from your okay. point of view. And the central question, anyway, run around with the paper and give it a lot of praise and, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Re- reward-based training is what it's all about. Okay, someone doing it. Okay, Jane, I hope you're happy with that. If you're not, Peter will be back next week and we can maybe uh, open up the discussion about... Uh, Yorkies. Teacups. Teacups and things. <laughs> Actually, um, a texture in that says, no such thing as a teacup Yorkie. Should get advice before they buy, better still rehome a pound dog. <laughs> when will people learn? As- exasperated texture here. Yes. There's Yorkies in rescues I know too. It. I know where she's coming from. All right. Mm, all right. Okay, yeah. Jane, the best of luck with your dog. Don't mind them. Yeah, you enjoy your Yorkie <laughs> and uh, best of luck with the toilet training, is what I say. Pete Weatherburn, our vet there from his website petethevet.com you can hear this uh, broadcast again or uh, visit Pete maybe on Old Con Avenue at Brave Vet thanks Pete